0: Well, it was those sort of films, weren't they, at that time? Aradna and, you know, Rajesh Kanaz and, you know, Kati <laughs> But you know, I think it's quite a strong metaphor, I feel, that, you know, talking to one or two people and my partner, and she said, Because this 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 thing about migration, isn't it? I mean, they suffer. You don't know what's happening tomorrow. You know, we don't. And like, you know, we know it's from COVID situation now and all that, isn't it?
1: zindagi ek safar hai suhana yahan kal kya ho kisne jana zindagi ek safar hai suhana yahan kal kya ho zindagi ek safar hai suhana yahan kal kya ho kisne namaste this is expulsion at 50 a podcast series created to commemorate the 50 year anniversary of the expulsion of Asians from Uganda. My name is Dolla Vasani. In June 2021, I spoke to Said Adras. Said is an artist who retraced Kampala and his own personal journey in a film called The Riddle of Bakuli, 40 odd years after leaving as a teenager. Uh-huh. you know one of the things that I remember from the film was a kite so were you yes you did you, you do make patangs and
0: yes um, the kite was very really important. Kites at that time was freedom for us, whoever plays with kites, even today when you see them in India or whenever kids. And I think there's a kind of sense of freedom in this kind of, this particular bird, Ndege, you know, so in it. Swahili So it's, you know, we used to kind of play a little bit with that kind of notion where um, sort of the kite is, so the kite and the mango tree is quite symbolic for me in that sense that. <laughs> Not only that we were playing around this, you know, the tree and association with the tree um, and the kind of life around it. But the kite was, it had its height, isn't it? And it's flying up. So you can see things that we couldn't see. Even if you go on the top of those houses, your view is still different. And even today when you go, it's still different. Although the houses look smaller to us today. Because I was a kid. So everything you know was different height for me then. So, in the, so the animation of the kite in the film is that sort of metaphor that what, what it sees when I was not there, you know, like um, that was a kind of the idea that when I was kind of talking to the mango tree, the mango tree was the highest in that area. And the other thing is that the film thing idea came about, well, I don't know whether you asked me about Kampala or is, I was a mango sailor, wasn't I? You know, me and another kid, a couple of people of you know, some kids were selling marbles. They used to buy it. these really clever guys in North London. He, you know, they used to buy it from someone else and sell it to us for making 10, 20 cents profit. And kite materials, others would sell you. And anyway, and this was like a little part time job. The African Ugandan guy used to bring these mangoes, and we were like the subcontractors. So he used to get it from me and sit and sell it to our friends. <laughs> and then, you know, eat few free when he's trying to get another one. You know, on his bicycle and these mangoes were there and you know the body and I just loved it. Could have been a real entrepreneur, I think, could have gone into that kind of business rather than art. <laughs> so you know you cut this mango in a certain way, you know, our Indian style of putting the ma, but and we became like, like an art form for us, me and you know, this other guy. Bob. That Was really, I loved it actually. He sort said, of On and off, a couple of times. I think must have done it a couple of seasons, you know. Every school holidays, it was like three terms and holiday after each term, isn't it? And then, yeah, I did a few times that. It was really interesting, I thought. And then, of course, this kind of 72 thing happened. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I was interested to hear what happened in those 90 days, because yeah. um, there are many different experiences around, um, particularly depending on what sort of papers you had, and whether you had, you felt that it, it, this was about you or not you, or uh, whether it was talking to you or not talking to you, uh, depending
0: on very much on, on what papers you had. You know, you're kind of part of this. You'd- of course, we were still in Kampala, but as a kid, you don't understand what's happening, all these things anyway. You know? You're kind of not really interested in that, in that kind of political situation. I mean, as I said, you don't know what to expect. You kind of don't really understand. In some ways, are you going away on a holiday? Are you visiting some family? You're kind of you a bit naive about the geography. You know what I mean? In a sense that we left on the 1st of November, or is it the 31st of October? There's something about... So we landed in first or second November in Zurich. The first time we flew out of, well, anyway, you know, it wasn't going to a holiday, it was going to a cold country. We went to Switzerland actually, you know, my family in November. Can you imagine from the tropics to cold chilly November? They did take about three, four hundred people in Switzerland. That's what I kind of remember. That some get together of certain families. Some people left to go to Canada. Very few came to England from Switzerland. And why? They, I think they didn't want to. Uh, the numbers were very small in comparison to other countries. Um, it's very strict. Anyway, they're very strict about migration. Anyhow, I think. And then you hear here this country's name, like Switzerland or Britain or England, you know. But I think. Maybe there were several families together, so there's kind of a sense of solidarity.
1: How would you say the experience was for your parents?
0: But I think I remember my mum and the elders. They were a bit more concerned because they had to leave a lot, you know, their personal possessions. And uh, I think that trauma has been quite. I don't think materially, just the kind of whole experience of the kind of explosion, I guess. Is it like a double migration or triple? Obviously, they came from India to East Africa and like lived there for so many years, decades. They just got together to get you know kind of stability. I think my father could really, I think it was, he was sort of a bit lonely as well. You know, his kind of friendship was not there. You can't end that. He actually didn't want to go, no, I think. Yeah, and I mean my mother had three, four friends, like families that were around. Like Gujaratis, or, or maybe our communities, few of them, and the Anishinashites were there, some other. So they were kind of, it was a little nucleus, but they were kind of quite isolated at home. You know, the other siblings were going to work, and some of us were going to school. And of course, the language issue, which is kind of totally different, no English there. So they were quite, you know, they're like housewives at home. Um, very difficult for them, I think. But after, you know, some time and then they get used to it, they come and visit England, their relatives or friends after a few years and kind of this kind of sense of civility. But I think I can imagine in the early days, it was hard for everybody. And more, I think, in those countries, than perhaps in Canada or UK, there was English there. So there was kind of, even in Britain, I, I believe, because I never went to school, I only went to college here. So there was a system that was almost, well, almost identical, isn't it, like, Similar to what one did in East Africa, you know, with O level, A level, you know, they kind of have a whole more or less the same curriculum, you know, or similar, or that kind of where you have to learn a different language. French, there were some Asians who settled in the French part of Switzerland. They have to learn French um, in Lausanne and, you know, other places. And so it's a couple, the younger you are, you could pick up quite easily i just think they had to kind of don't get to terms with it they did not just didn't have a choice in that sense maybe they were just happy that they got some kind of support and in a way um, the continuation of their life in a way and maybe access for the kids to get some kind of schooling or education but you know those kind of places at the same time are quite tough if you not that I'm—I'm I'm not saying that you know we were not in that kind of class of really wealthy Asians in Uganda or anything. And it was all right; we were just kind of we were fine. But you know, not that my parents missed that opulence. or simple Brooklyn for us. Bakuli was my Brooklyn, you know. What I mean? um, and it had a kind of nice image. So what I'm saying, yeah, they—they they had their own connections. And they got together for weddings and then annual things like 40 years anniversaries or. You know, people you, you know coming into those countries, Switzerland, like twenty years for, yeah, that's what they do. I think. Um, so I kind of lived between Switzerland and Britain. In the last couple of decades, you know.
1: Yeah, I think there are many many people who have try to kind of come to peace with what happened. Mm. And I think there's something about connecting with like-minded people, people who've had similar experiences. And then there's something about closing the circle.
0: Yeah.
1: So I wondered, like, when did you first want to return to Uganda?
0: Yeah, it's all the diaspora issue, isn't it? It's kind of fascinating because we're kind of carrying it with us, I guess. There was a kind of time, you always think oh, will I go there, who will I go with? You know, unfortunately, I didn't go with somebody who was actually living there when I was living there, or even my sibling. That would have been a a nice rapport, you know, because then you can talk about things. So people who had been there that I knew, uh, I've known them, they went at a different time, and I was asking occasionally, but it didn't happen. So I, I went alone first time, you know, and I kind of had a context of, uh, and a contact of Uganda Art Trust, like an artist in residence project. So just two sixteen or two I'm sorry, I can't remember exactly, it was just a few years back, um, my first visit. So it's like over 40 years. Um, and I was really looking forward to it actually, maybe the time was right. Um, and I just wanted to kind of come to terms with certain things if I can. And I didn't have an intention of making a project or a film actually. I just, I mean, let's see if something comes out of it. It was, it was great. I loved it. I met some family who were actually my friends, are family, my family's friends. One or two people who are settled there and between there. Um, but not a lot, a lot of people I met were new. You know, like there were not many Asians anyway, Not that I was—I was meeting. I was with kind of different Africans. There was artists and residents, and I uh, had to do with British Council. So, in a sense, it was a kind of—I was wearing a different hat there, of course. But just to go through those streets and places and I think, oh god! So the, the fascinating thing is the buildings are there, and the, the kind of the city has got like over a million or two million. And when we were there, it's two hundred thousand. Occasionally, I take this taxi, but Abu and he said, Where are you from? I said, Well, kind of, you could sound from here. They said, Where were you born? I said, Here. I was wrong. Well, so you are here, stay here. <laughs> that was the last thing. You know, in a way, it's quite a nice conversation. They said, You're part of this place. Peter, you are here. Just, you know, that kind of nice, lovely kind of exchange one got now and again.
1: Okay, let's talk a little bit about the about the riddle of bakuli. So, bakuli yeah. is, a, is, a, is an interesting word because bakuli is, is a bowl.
0: Is is a bowl? Yeah, yeah. Bakuli, ne, yeah, yeah.
1: And then when you say the riddle of bakuli, so what what is what is that about?
0: Well, life is a riddle in a way, in our situation. I think the riddle is the name in a way that I was not aware and was aware. And then, you know, you hear that Berkeley get that I Pella, And my brother was always boasting that this is like Namirembe estate, this is Berkeley estate, this is Mango estate, which were the names and Berkeley, because he was proud that it's associated with California, Berkeley, <laughs> Berkeley, it is Berkeley and maybe they, they named it. But the project overall, which is kind um, of retracing Kampala, because partly I'm interested in just the city, generally its architecture, and then um, Bakuli as a neighborhood part of this kind of, me retracing this. And to kind of, you know, to kind of sharing this experiences of, I guess, you know, in terms of our life, this diaspora life, this kind of, a lot of people, whether I talk to, you know, a lot of people in kind of Switzerland and Europe, you, they don't understand, very few would understand that Asians are there and you know why. Some people might have knowledge about South Africa a bit more, it's just not visible, this kind of, um, this subject matter in a way, and it's kind of a bit controversial in one way in UK, another way, Uganda nations have done really well, um, you know, because they've had to, I don't know, it's sort kind of much more of the experience, like in Leicester and Birmingham, as you know. I mean, they've done, like, they transformed Belgrave Road, you know, in it's just kind of resilience in that way. Um, but I think that, in a way, these kind of people, a cultural, creative projects, it's, it's kind of interesting that one hopefully can create a different perspective on all this theme as well rather than just economic issue.
1: The timing is very um, opportune given that mm-hmm. next year is 50 years. So mm. you know when, when you think about that, you know, like how, what would you like to see happen?
0: Yeah, it needs a window definitely of expression and kind of uh, to sit side by side, not only in this sort of diaspora kind of cultural framework, but in a lot of kind of conversations um, and conversations in India as well, and the linkage with Asia, India, East Africa, in our context, I think. But even like for myself, and maybe your lovely project as I would enable for us to have dialogue with people who might be in Canada, Australia, who were from Uganda, for example, what they engaged in, are they interested in things that we're talking? In some ways, there's memories of personal and family (coughs) archives, but another thing that just. You know, they might have done something or means or inspire people. I think, I'm sure for them to tell their stories, whether they were born in Uganda or not, or whether that's you know this kind of this kind of visible reference, isn't it? And it's it's such a what you call it tapestry, multi layered. Yeah, I think life's never been the same after that. Of course, you know we move on in life in whatever way. Do we grow? But like you said, you can come out of Africa, but Africa, can't, kind of, uh, it's always with you in a way.
1: can find Said's film, The Riddle of Bakuli, on Vimeo. Please share this podcast with friends and family. Till next time, keep well and stay safe.